This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Tom Lee Hackey has become part of our morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind us, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now, on Talk Radio 2023 Pat Eiding, uh, former president of the Philadelphia Council AFL-CIO. Hard to, hard to say that. Um, Pat uh, retired uh, at New Year's last, last week, and uh, our thanks uh, to, to Pat for uh, his impact on labor, uh, on all working people. Like Pat always says, whether you have a collective bargaining agreement or not, he cares about all working people. Um, we just want to thank him for for everything he's done. Um, cannot thank him. And, and, and everything he's done for everybody on this show uh, wasn't for Pat. We wouldn't be here. Uh, so obviously a shout out. Want to wish good luck and support for Danny Bowder, the new president of the Philadelphia Council AFL-CIO. Uh, we're going to be behind Danny 100%. Uh, he'll be on the show. He's been on the show before. Danny's a great guy. And um, he, certainly he, he uh, learned at the tutelage of Pat Eiding. So uh, we expect great things. And I want a little shout out uh, uh, for uh, local 19 uh, sheet metal workers, local 19 business manager, Gary Messina, uh, who is running for city council in the far northeast uh, district uh, in the 10th district. Gary's uh, an incredible labor leader. We love him to death. Uh, he does an incredible job for the sheet metal workers, Local 19. He's also the assistant business manager at the Building Trades. Uh, does a fantastic job with Ryan Boyer up there and all of our business managers. Uh, another another reason why um, Philadelphia is the premier uh, labor region in the country because we've got great leadership. And Gary Massoon is a great example of that. And, and we uh, obviously pledge our support in his run for city council of the far northeast in the 10th district. So we got your back, Gary. Just letting you know, brother. Uh, having said that, speaking of, of, of labor leadership, I'm ecstatic to bring on to the program. This is his debut on the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. So he mustn't have slept all night last night. Um, I want to welcome into the broadcast Mark Lynch, business manager, IBEW Local 98. Mark, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Um, Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you, uh, my friend. Certainly uh, lots to talk about. Um, 
And uh, you must have been, uh, you know, excited all day because I, I, I think you were on the show once before, but obviously as the feature, uh, the truth is we've been excited. So uh, if you would, introduce yourself, uh, you know, to our listeners in the sense that, you know, you, you know you've been a, a member of IBW for a long time. Uh, talk about your family legacy and, and obviously uh, your family, uh, and I happen to be good friends with, uh, you know, your in-laws, uh, and, and grew up with uh, a number of them. So, a little introduction, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, exciting yesterday, leading the day. Um, it's funny, I actually just stepped out of a birthday party for my niece, Leia. So, shout out to her on the fourth birthday. Yep. Awesome. Um, my niece rest, rest of the family. So, um, they're kind of confused saying where you're <laughs> going. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I was a kid, graduated Cardinal Doherty High School, 18 years old. Um, really didn't know what what avenue I was looking at, whether it's law enforcement, military, construction. Um, I decided to go construction route, following my father's roots. IBW member for almost 44 years now, so I'm proud to say that. Um, married, three kids, um, you know, and and I still remember being, like I said, being in high school and, and college kind of being the only avenue being pushed and, and realizing, you know what, it's okay to put on pair of work boots and swing a hammer for a living. So I'm proud I made that decision, obviously. Um, I made it here today. So, like I said, it's a long, long history with my family. My brother's been an electrician for a long time, my brother-in-law. So there's a long, uh, long history there. So I'm proud, and, proud and, to be that person. And, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, with the education, you get in the trades and, and at the uh, IBEW Local 98 uh, trade school, I mean, uh, apprentice school, um, it, you know, it, it, you know, it's like a college education, number one. Uh, and, and certainly we've had these conversations many times on this broadcast when you talk about the options. You know, first of all, who knows really what they want to do when they're 18 years old? Uh, a little word, uh, shout out. I am still looking to figure out what I want to do. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I mean, obviously it's great when, 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 when kids want to go to college, but also getting an apprenticeship is, is a career, uh, you know, and the difference between having a job and, and, and a career, especially in construction, is being in a union. Um, that education, uh, you know, uh, at the, uh, with a, an apprenticeship uh, is a great option for so many, so many kids these days and, and in demand. Uh, correct, Mark? Absolutely. You know, we at Local 98, we, we average around 12, 1,300 applicants every single year. Um, it's another avenue. And we tell people we don't just give them jobs. We we give them careers. We give yep. them um, healthcare. We give them a one of the best educations around with local nice apprenticeship programs. So it, it's like I said, it's not necessarily that college is the only option. And you know what? One of the incentives we've been working on um, recently with the apprentice training and with the business office is kind of getting out into the Philadelphia schools and doing a, a, an awesome job of of letting them know that there's other options out there. And I couldn't be more proud of that. So shout out to apprentice training, all the hard work um, they've been, been doing and are doing now. So, And, and the, uh, yeah, the outreach is awesome. A lot of our unions are doing that now. And, and certainly giving young, young kids the opportunity uh, and the introduction to the union community. And so that's a big deal. Um, you, you were the former uh, local 98 uh, safety director. <laughs> Um, and, you know, one of the things when we talk about unions, uh, obviously, you know, the benefits, uh, the wages, but also safety's a huge part of, of, uh, of what we do. 
talk about that and talk about uh, with the building trades, uh, what a priority, uh, working safely and, 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 and obviously having that education um, you know, to make sure that when they leave for work, they come home. Yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously set out to Local 98 and everything they do. Um, the teachers, everybody up there um, teaching safety from day one, it's ingrained in, in the apprentices. So they don't know any different when, when they get out there. Um, and even as far, like I said, with the Philadelphia Building Trades and the safety committee that they had there um, with the agents and Ryan and Butchie and all them, they do an incredible job. We have monthly meetings. And, you know, when, there, when, issue, when issues arise on jobs, it's not just a one trade issue. It's a building trade issue, and that's how we address it. So, like we said, you want your members to come home the same way they did, um, going into work that day, and it's something that we strive on, you know. And, and during, the, obviously, you talk about COVID and the worst pandemic we've had in over 100 years. I was fortunate enough to get um, pretty close with other managers, kind of see their it, – it, it was just incredible to see how much they cared about the safety of their members. So, shout out to all the other business managers and as like i said as bad as it was it kind of brought us all together see working together we can get through this so and and also in apprentice school um safety we used to have a saying my dad used to, I, I knew the saying before uh you know i got in the iron workers and that is one hand for uh yourself one hand for the company um and you learn you learn you know those safety uh you know the, you know, the importance of safety and the, the, the all, all the safety uh strategies and 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 uh while you're in apprentice school uh talk about that yeah so i mean i, I can speak on obviously with local 98 um before when we have an apprentice um quiz selected we do a week to two week long boot camp where we actually bring these students in um we will give them their osha 10 we will go over hand tool safety job safety um ladder safety so we, like i said it's ingrained in them from day one so they don't know any other options so it, it's something that we strive on and then obviously once they hit first year they get their osha 30 um, they get their NFPA 70 electrical safety standard that's taught throughout the entire apprenticeship. They do CPA, CPR and first aid safety. And one of the, one of the funny things that we've learned um, is that while it may, maybe it doesn't affect as many job sites, but we've had probably half a dozen people come in after they took their CPR and first aid and said that they were able to actually save someone at a restaurant or in their own home. It's one of, one of those st- statistics that we would never even think of. So it goes far beyond job sites and to the families and, and just being out and about in the community. So, Well, you know what's interesting about that? You, anybody who, who's not on a desert island uh, or under a rock on a desert island uh, who's familiar with Monday Night Football, we saw what happened with Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, that type of safety training, and that could happen on a job where somebody has a cardiac arrest or something like that, comes in amazing hand the, the hero of that entire situation was the individual who performed cpr now you know he was uh, you know he, he was one of the safety people at the job at, at the game and worked in the ambulance but that uh that type of training obviously uh is is is, is one of the things obviously that we promote heavily in our union community it's one of the things you, you mentioned it talk about uh, uh just like i did we talk about when, when you're in a union uh, it's a it's a career. It's not a job. It's the di- you know there's it's it's the difference between having a job and and be and 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 having a career. So Mark, let's do this. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break, uh, and then we're okay. going to come back. We're we're going to come back. We're going to have more with Mark Lynch on the Labor Show with J Doc and Krause 
in just a minute. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause. Uh, for Krause, I'm in the uh, driver's seat. Lots going on. Uh, ecstatic to have on Mark Lynch, business manager, IBW Local 98. Uh, Mark, you know, of all the amazing unions, obviously, in Philadelphia, uh, perhaps none is more philanthropic than IBEW Local 98. Uh, great tradition of giving back. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, you know, Local 98, obviously, is a long tradition of, of giving back to the community. Um, and uh, and obviously, under my le- my leadership, that's going to continue. Um, over the summer, we did different things from um, we have Local 98 down on their party every year. Um, we make it a weekend event this year, which is amazing. amazing. The memberships had a, had a blast. And, and just for that down on their party, we pick a different organization we could raise money for. Um, just in that one day, um, we raised money. We teamed up with firefighters local um and their leadership and we were able to raise forty five thousand dollars for the um for their widows fund and that's just one example of different things we do from lighting um franklin square to the rittenhouse lights to um as recently as working with the legend uh jimmy bins and and working with them with their fallen heroes meals they do um during thanksgiving and during christmas that was an honor to to stand there and be able to give out the meals with my co-workers to to just men and women that got up to to do their job every day like me and you do um and unfortunately weren't able to make it home to their family so like i'd like to thank my membership for allowing me to be able to, to represent local 98 by doing that um and, and we're going to continue doing that stuff moving forward and and you know it's funny because you never really hear uh the, you know those stories one of the things we did when we started the radio show krausey and i uh so so long ago uh, we wanted to obviously showcase our, our labor leadership, uh, but also all the great things that that you know you guys do. Uh, certainly, our you know our union members, our labor leaders. Uh, one of the priorities is giving back. Okay, it's what we do. You know, you talk about the holiday meals for heroes, obviously. Um, hand, you know, which hand, like you just said, hands out the the meals for our uh, fallen officers, and and then the lighting at uh, lights at Rittenhouse and so many other areas that you guys do that. Um, you know, those are the things that that we want to. You know, I know because one of the problems we have with labor is, you know, we don't promote the the good things we do enough. We just do them because that's the kind of people we are, that, and that's the kind of leadership we have. And I get it, you know, but certainly. Uh, you know, those good things, people need to hear about them, man, because that's the salt of the earth, and that's, and that's who we are. So we, we, we uh, obviously appreciate everything you guys do, and, and, uh, and we're proud to be a mouthpiece there. So um, no, having said, I mean, that's what it's about, Mark. That's what it's about. Um, now let's talk about, um, you know, obviously Pre- President Biden's Build Back Better plan, uh, the, the IBEW, and really all the building trade unions, uh, here and across the country, stand to reap a lot of work uh, from that. And so, you know, for the IBW, including Local 98, that means uh, a massive amount of electrical vehicle infrastructure work. Uh, how is Local 98 preparing for, uh, the, you know, this the, the current workforce uh, and, 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 the, uh, and the future uh, work that, you know, when it comes to the uh, EV revolution? 
it's funny um, when you mentioned the Build Back Better. You know, it's it, it's being able to attend the White House and represent WW there with um, our international president, um, President Stevenson, who recently retired. So congratulations to him on a well-earned retirement. You know, you hear the president not only just use the word union, but use the word IBW. It kind of, it, it's shocking to even hear that, to even be part of it. Um, that being said, I know Local 98 about three years ago, four years ago, and, and obviously um, shout out to them and their, their due diligence of looking ahead. They, we decided that we were going to start training on the, the EV course that we would have to get the certification. So what we did was we started training the fifth-year apprentices about four years ago. Um, on that course, once they went through the course, they became a journeyman or journeywoman, they, they were able to take their certification that you will need to work on any of these projects coming out um, with the Build Back Better. So we right now we have roughly about 250 to 300 um, members trained and certified on this, which is those numbers are top in the country. So we, we have been training on this. We're excited about seeing it um, moving in the future. You know, we just purchased our first um full EV van that we'll have rats. You'll see that all over the city. You know, we yeah. practice what we um, So I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, I was going to mention that. You have a, a new customized electric uh, electric van. Uh, we do. How's that? How, how, how is that? How's that ride? You know, it's, it's funny. So we just picked, um, we just were able to pick it up. We just got it wrapped. Um, the turnout was incredible. So with, with that van, a big van like that, you're able to get almost 300 miles to the charge. So anytime we go anywhere from donating toys to Children's Hospital or St. Christopher's or different events where we're going into the Philadelphia School District or doing anything, that van will be there. That's it, we, we joke around. Um, I know uh, back in the day they said, where's that? Um, Action News van? Yeah, yeah. So we're trying <laughs> to replicate something along those lines like, hey, where's that local 98 van now? So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Uh, if you would, tell us about, about the uh, 2023 construction outlook uh, for, for the greater Philadelphia region. What big projects are on the horizon? Um, you know what? I know we've heard the, the recent um, the interest rates and things like that moving up. That obviously affects some of the private money jobs that we've seen kind of come to a stall or a halt. But, you know, in Philadelphia, we are known for meds and eds. Um, so you look at... Obviously, the Penn First um, Hospital that we worked on turned out incredible. Um, the new CHOP Hospital is going to be coming out of the ground. The Spark Therapeutic job, the Schuylkill Yards job that's coming out, another $2.5 billion. You know, they're doing a $450 million renovation at 33 Station. Um, that's, and that's even before we get in the center city. You know, you have the Navy Yard development. That's another $4 billion that will be coming out. And the first big project is started on that. So, um as disappointing is with the interest rates and, you know, and the material and shortages, things like that we've seen, I am, I am excited about the MedNet kind of taking us through um, so we can figure the rest out. And, and, and so having said that, we, we only got about a, a, a couple minutes at most, but um, obviously IBEW, you know, is, has a tradition of, of uh, obviously political prowess and getting involved in the process, uh, helping to elect candidates at, 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 at every level of government. Uh, those, obviously, uh, you know, candidates that, you know, obviously care about working people. Um, talk about that and the importance of, of uh, placing uh, such an emphasis on politics. And will it continue? 
Yeah, you know, you obviously everyone sees this going on with uh, the mayor race coming up, the council yep. race is coming up. Um, I can tell you we've been very – everyone knows Local 98. They know what we've been involved in, and we will continue to do that. We'll continue to be just as effective. We just might take take uh, different routes, that's all. So um, we will still be a force out there. We'll still continue, continue to do what we do. We, we get up, and, you know, we elect Cat and that that fight for labor, that fight for our members. Um, and that's kind of the route we're taking where we bring some of the men and women in say, okay, well, what's this going to do for my members? How does this produce um, member hours? So we'll call it. Absolutely. And, and so, Mark, as we come to uh, the conclusion of a, an awesome segment, any final thoughts you'd like to share? No, like I said, um, shout out to TJ uh, LaPera, who I actually just put in the political advisor position. He's a younger guy um, right around my age. I'm excited for us to grow in the future, the future of local. I can't wait to work with him. Um, and like I said, Local 98, uh, we're a brand. Um, and we'll continue to, to support not only candidates, but still do the philanthropic things we've done in the past. And, and I look forward to the future of local. Absolutely. Well, listen, Mark, we appreciate your time, continued success. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us tonight, and we look forward to having you back. And thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. Uh, I want to uh, you know, thank Mark Lynch, uh, business manager of Local 98. Uh, we're going to have more from the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause in just a minute. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of the Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krause on a beautiful Saturday night in the Delaware Valley. Shout out to uh, Gary Messino. Uh, the business manager of Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, who is a candidate uh, for city council in the far northeast, the 10th district. Uh, great labor leader, going to be uh, a, a great uh, councilman. Uh, we're our pleasure, our uh, everlasting support there. Uh, having said that, uh, speaking of great labor leaders, uh, I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Wendell Young, uh, who is the president of the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 1776. Wendell, how are you, sir? Hey, good. How are you doing tonight? Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me this evening. That's uh, always a pleasure, Wendell. Uh, you know, I certainly uh, love having you on the broadcast. Uh, we we were very fortunate enough to uh, last time we saw each other, uh, we we inducted your father, uh, Wendell Young, the the third uh, long time uh, president of UFCW Local seventeen seventy six amongst many other things into the uh, Legends of Labor Hall of Fame. It was a great night, and, and so always a pleasure to have you on the broadcast. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year, um, and, 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 and if you would, t- <coughs> talk about 2023. Uh, how does it look for uh, UFCW 1776? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's always an exciting time every year. You know, you, you know what it's like in the labor movement. We, uh, you know, we're like firefighters responding to multiple alarms at the same time in different directions. And, and every year is the same. It's uh, different challenges sometimes and sometimes some of the same old challenges. Uh, we've started off this new year. Uh, obviously, we're going to have a new governor. Um, and that's really important because our union, while most of our members are private sector, many also work in public sector, including our members at the wine spirit shops here in Pennsylvania. We're very proud of those members, the work they do and the contribution they make for every taxpayer 
uh, in Pennsylvania through the profits of the system and and the role they play in help keeping people safe. And we have a governor who's committed to supporting that system and, and has been a big supporter of the system. So um, uh, like Governor Wolf, we're, we're, we see that kind of consistency, unlike past governors like Corbett and Ridge and, and going back even Thornburg over the years that tried to get rid of the system. But yeah. we still have closely divided government in Pennsylvania. And, and you know, the, the um, House is pretty much even even in the legislature and the Senate is uh, Republican controlled. And there are um, conservative politicians in the Republican wing who uh, continue to um, push for privatization. In fact, just this week, while the House was trying to figure out their leadership situation, uh, we had sponsorship memos going out on what I'll call incremental privatization by some of the uh, Republicans in the legislature. So they're not giving up. Uh, those who, who, for the last year, tried to push a constitutional amendment to get rid of the system are still talking about doing that. And as long as uh, Senator Regan uh, chairs the Law and Justice Committee in the Senate, I think we're going to see more of that nonsense. Um, um, and and I, I, do, I do call it nonsense. Um, so, uh, so that's going to be a big challenge for us. We have some big contracts on the table for 2023 here in the Philadelphia area where most of your listeners are. Um, you know, our ShopRite contracts are all up. And, and so they're, while they're individual owners, you know, a lot of them have common expiration dates uh, for this summer. And, and, uh, and the terms are, are very uh, similar, if not identical in most cases. And so we are already at the table with that employer. It's a big employer, thousands of our members who live and work in, in Philadelphia, um, um, you know, work at, at, in those stores and, and in the surrounding counties. So that'll be a big deal for us. Um, you know, around the state, we have a lot of other contracts. We have 150 approximate contracts we bargain. So every year we, we have about a third of those up. So we'll be handling, you know, uh, more than 50 contracts this year as we look forward. Um, you know, we're looking forward to the benefits of the Biden administration. When you look at some of the um, um, work that it's amazing that he was able to get done as much as he did in the first two years. But, you know, we're going to see some of that infrastructure and environmental protection work come to fruition this year in the form of um, um, especially a lot of uh, infrastructure money and environment money. It's going to stimulate jobs and apprentice money, which is really important, I know, for the building trades, but many others too. We often think of apprenticeships only in building trades, but there's a lot of other unions, including ours. Um, cannabis is a really big uh, um, deal for us. Our union is in the forefront of organizing the workers in the medical cannabis industry. So uh, we've been very successful in recent years at that, and we're going to continue working to both organize workers and negotiate contracts from them at dispensaries where the public meets them, but also at the grow and process facilities around the state uh, where we've um, uh, reached about a thousand members now to date um, in the short time that um, this, this new business has, has been growing in Pennsylvania. And it's an important one for those who, who have health issues that really um, um, get relief as a result of this, uh, this industry and this product. So I could go on and on and on, but that's just a, give you a quick flavor of some of the issues. We have Acme Markets, you know, born here in, in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, been here well over 100 years, an iconic name in the region. It's been through uh, many ownership scenarios over the years, currently owned by a company called Albertsons. That's up for um, uh, merger acquisition. You know, Albertsons and Kroger announced a merger late in 2022, 
Um, it, it could be problematic or it could be beneficial or anywhere in between. But the, along with the uh, leadership of our national union, Mark Perone, we are uh, working to position our members best possible throughout the process and dealing with the FTC and the two companies so that uh, our members' jobs and contracts are protected. That's going to occupy a lot of, of our – that's going to take up a lot of our oxygen this year, a little later in the year um, as that thing starts to move move closer to fruition or collapse, one or the other. So it's going to be a very busy year for us, as always, and that's just the top couple of items. And, and it's interesting. Uh, Wendell, what is the jurisdiction of 1776? How far does the union uh, extend in Pennsylvania? So our, our uh, jurisdiction of our local is the state of Pennsylvania, a, a small part of West Virginia uh, off of the southwest of Pennsylvania, what's often referred to as the, the, the Wheeling area or the Ohio uh, River Valley area. Uh, we have we have a little over two thousand members in that area that work in retail stores, drug stores, casinos, and a nursing home. And then we, um, you know, we we you know across the other uh, diagonal end of the state, we have a small area up in Hudson Valley, New York, um, in Liberty and Monticello, those towns for your listeners that might get up there during the summer or the winter. Uh, we represent some shop rights up in that area. And, and then we just have one um, facility. It's, a, it's a, a, what's called a central fill facility operated by Rite Aid in um, South Jersey, right across the river from Philadelphia, that um, employs a few hundred people. And, and they, they, like, fill prescriptions for uh, maintenance drugs, things that people are on all the time, and uh, get those packets out to the stores. Uh, it's a more efficient way to, to handle certain drugs. And for customers to pick up or put them in the mail to them. So anyway, uh, well, we don't actually mail out of the facility. It's all internal to Rite Aid. But some people get theirs through the mail. So anyway, and, and having said that, I, I asked that question because, um, you know, you have, uh, what, 10,000, 10, approximately 10,000 members? No, no, we represent 35,000 workers. Yeah, and 35, and we, it, yeah, and, and it's retail, it's retail supermarkets, drug stores. We, we're in food processing. We have some manufacturing. Um, you know, we have a, a, a shoe factory out in Western PA. We have office clerical. You know, we have the medical cannabis I t- told you about and, and health care. We're in nursing homes, uh, some private, some publicly owned. Um, so we're a very diverse union. And I want to tell you something we're really proud of. You know, for people who are paying attention to the news last week, um, there, there's something I'm very excited about this. Call me a, a, a science geek, but there was news this past week about this amazing breakthrough that happened out in California where the, the national, um, uh, light fusion reactor for the first time hit a, hit a, a benchmark of being able to produce more energy than it consumes to create fusion without nuclear power to do it through uh, light. And that light, is intensified by these giant lenses, thousands of them, inside this mammoth building, right? So basically what our, what our government did years ago was built the Death Star from, from the original Star Trek, right? Or I'm, I'm sorry, Star Wars. Wow. But it's on the ground. It's on the ground. And, and just like that star gathers all this light from the sun and other sources and then, and then intensifies it in, a, in, a, in an ignition changer, chamber it creates light well to to, the benefit to us is if we can learn how to harness this and use it well we'll be able to create energy just like we do through fusion 
but without nuclear material, without the dirty material, without the dangers that come with it, just from light. This is amazing. And what I'm so proud about is those lenses in that building, our members made right here in Doria, PA, a long wow. time ago. And that facility still exists in Doria, PA. And that was the key to one of the keys to making this very sophisticated effort work. And this can be a game changer globally for producing clean, renewable, cheap energy. Um, the shame of it is that this idea has been around for, for like 40, 50 years to be able to do this. And the building and the facility was built a long time ago. It was Republicans in Congress who cut the funding to slow it down as a favor to the nuclear and the oil and coal industries. And, and now, thanks to Joe Biden, you know, that work has been restarted, accelerated. And, you know, it, 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 from where we are today, it's estimated we could see the benefits of it in, 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 in about 30 years or a little bit sooner. But the shame of it is, it's great news, but the shame is we could have already been there. And but the though. bottom line is, the bottom line is, I'm so proud our members built that. And, and, and I say, you know, it, it would really help if everybody worked together in those areas so we could do whatever uh, and, and take advantage of uh, all those opportunities um, to, to, to obviously benefit our environment and, and, and our workforce. And by the way, that, you know, it, it, it really amazes me, uh, individuals at labor leadership like yourself expanding uh, and, and helping your union to expand the scope of work. OK, there are so many different areas um, where, where in, 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 you know, regards to diversification uh you know of what your members do it's 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 so impressive so i mean it just it never ceases to 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 surprise you when we talk about great leadership um wendell young is at the front of that line so let me do this wendell uh let's let's take a short break uh and then we'll come back for our final segment we'll have more from labor show with jay dot and krause and our guest wendell young when we come back Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Iron Workers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Labor Show with Jay Dot and Krauss on a beautiful Saturday night in the Delaware Valley on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Uh, this is Jay Doc in the driver's seat for Krause tonight. Uh, thoughts and prayers for the Krause family going through a little bit tonight and uh, want them to know we're all thinking about them. Having said that, um, we're, we're ecstatic to have Wendell Young, the fourth on the broadcast, president, UFCW 1776. Wendell, what, you know, I it always amazes me when, when, you know, and I always ask, you know, how many members, you know, about your members and the, and the size of the membership. And we you say 35,000 um, to put that in perspective um, obviously, we've got a fantastic building trades in the, in the city of Philadelphia we're so proud of. Um, but UFCW 1776, uh, if, if it doesn't exceed the members of, of the building trades as a whole, it's got to be damn close. And so when we talk about politics, and that'll give, I just want to give people the magnitude of, of the size of the union. And, and having said that, when you talk about the jurisdiction and the politics, um, you know, it never ends. And it, 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 I'll tell you what infuriates me the, uh, the most when we talk about the, the privatization. OK, and we've had this conversation many times. Hasn't been in a while. But 
the fact of the matter is, is that I love the fact that when your members go to sleep at night, they know it doesn't matter, you know, you know where you are, what you're doing, um, you have their back and you're on top of this issue. It just amazes me how greed never stops. Uh, they'd rather, uh, you know, make, you know, billionaires money and privatize something than let good and, and, and end great work because and, and great working jobs for great people, um, you know, and, and, and therefore make somebody the rich richer. Uh, it never ends, does it, Wendell? No, but I, I, I want to just go back to something you said, because I want to make sure some listeners don't misinterpret your point. Um, so I don't want to speak for you, but let me just clarify something. Go ahead. You know, our 35,000 members are spread throughout every county of Pennsylvania and lots of different industries and a few other places I already described. Um, the building trades you're referring to is greater Philadelphia area. But, you know, it, 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 we both are really part of a much bigger thing. And we're part of um, of the labor movement, you know, whether that movement includes those that are members of the AFL-CO or not. And, and, this, and you know, it, for each of us, whether it's an individual building trades union or my local or anybody else, you know, we get our strength from our members. And, 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 and that's the most important part. But we also get strength from each other. You know, when Corbett was governor and it was a difficult time getting the infrastructure bill through, a lot of us, UFCW and others, worked to get that through because we knew that wasn't just important to the building trades for the jobs. It was important for the community and for those projects to happen and, and all the other jobs outside the building trades that, that are supported because of, of that work, right? And likewise, when it comes to things like whether it's our liquor stores or other issues, um, the building trades are there for us. Um, um, you know, whether it was Johnny Dock or now Ryan Boyer and, 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 and um, um, you know, folks at the state level and from different parts of the state. And, and while I'm just mentioning building trades, really, we're very fortunate, not just here in the Philadelphia area, but throughout Pennsylvania, that we have a labor movement that works very well together almost 100 percent of the time. And when they do, we get really good results for the whole community, not just those who carry a union card. And that's what people need to think about, how much collective power there is to do the right thing for communities, to support better jobs, good jobs, jobs that lift people out of poverty, not the kind to keep people in poverty. That's what's important. Absolutely. And, and certainly, um, you know, we're very fortunate. We've talked about the leadership. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, our building trades is, is – uh, so strong and so passionate, and as are our other unions and our AFL-CO. We're going to talk about Pat Eiding in a second, but um, when we talk about uh, politics, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, May 2023, uh, the Democratic mayoral primary uh, is shaping up, uh, you know, obviously a lot of candidates, but you in, in 1776 uh, have left no doubt that Jeff Brown is your endorsed candidate. Talk about that. Well, first, let me say there's a there's a couple of really good uh, more than a couple. There's a few really good Democrats. Philadelphians are lucky. They have some good people to choose from. But from my firsthand experience with all of them, and this is not to discredit any of them. I think they're they're fine people, hardworking, good intention. But but my firsthand experience with Jeff Brown, having known him for over 30 years and worked across the table. And that means we didn't always agree is that there's no one better suited to face the challenges that Philadelphia faces now. Uh, a number of those people, 
Um, um, in fact, almost all of them are elected, have been elected officials here in Philly. They've been dealing with the same issues all along. But Jeff's proven. He's proven as a business person and, 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 and as a member of this community because he, he has, you know, tilled the ground in this community for a long time. And, and he has invested in this community. And, and he doesn't, like others, just put up the bricks and mortar and put out the four hire sign. He spends the time, he, his wife, and now his kids, who, who some of them are involved in the, in the business, really invest their time and their heart and their soul into these communities. There's a reason why people in these underserved parts of the city where poverty and crime has been such a problem um, uh, see Jeff Brown as the best opportunity for our future because they've seen what he's done in each one of those neighborhoods um, uh, at great expense of both his time and his money to, to lift people up. And, and often at, 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 a, at an expense of meaning he operates stores less profitably than maybe he would if he had done it like everybody else. And, and he, that really sets him apart from everyone else. You know, his programs early on, going back a long time ago, to reach out um, to um, the, the community in terms of people who have been incarcerated, um, to uh, teach life skills and have training programs to help people succeed. It's not enough to hire them, but you have to actually help them succeed and to invest in the other businesses in the community so that it's not just him making some money at a supermarket. It's helping the whole community succeed so they can support each other. There's no one else that has done it the way Jeff has done it, and it's effective and it works. So uh, to me, it's pretty simple. You know, we have, we have a, a, a number of really good candidates, but I like to, to, to put, put you know, my, my efforts and my resources behind the ones proven the ability to do it. And you know what the, the secret to reducing crime is? Good jobs. Lift yes. communities up. Give people a pathway out of poverty. And to do that, you have to reach some of the people that sometimes get ignored. Jeff has gone out of his way to go to people that get ignored. Um, and that's how you make safer neighborhoods. And, you know, the best thing I ever saw to prove what I'm saying mm. is all across this country in the civil unrest of 2020, uh, we saw the kind of destruction that some people uh, leveled on communities who took advantage of, of what was going on in the moment and unfortunately, a lot of property destruction. The only place I saw communities come out and, and without being asked to, on their own, with trash cans, shovels, rakes, trash bags, gloves, um, was in Jeff's stores, in the neighborhoods where his stores are. They showed up at the crack of dawn and started helping his company clean up those stores. And, you know, I went to the celebration at, at, at Parkside. Um, where the whole community came out by the thousands to celebrate the reopening that store that they themselves rolled up their sleeves and helped clean up. You know, there's not another employer in Philadelphia can say it happened. And I represent members in a union that goes, oh, I'm a vice president of an international union in this whole country in Canada. And, and I challenge my peers to tell me where that's happened, anywhere else, any other city, any other town, nobody, nowhere. <laughs> When you get that kind of reaction from the communities you've invested in, that's the guy that should be mayor. And so having said that, we're going to have a meet the candidates, meet the mayoral candidates uh, broadcast for each of the candidates. And Jeff Brown's is going to be uh, the 28th of, of January. And I know you're going to be there. So uh, we appreciate that. And then we got about 30 seconds left, if you would. Um, Wendell, I, we, I know uh, we're, we're uh, Pat Iding retired. 
uh, special special shout out for Pat, and then of course Danny Batters taking over our support for Danny. Uh, if you got uh, 10, 15 seconds, if you would. Two of my favorite people. Um, you know, I've had awesome respect for Pat. Um, you know, I, I knew of Pat through my father and everything my dad said he would be as a leader of the AFLCO. He was in war, so I'm really glad he can take some time for himself now. He's really served workers in the community well. And Danny, well, uh, you know, Danny worked at the AFLCO, then he worked at our local for a while. We were sorry to see him go, but I'm also very happy for him and proud, and I expect great things from him. Because he 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 learned from the best, Pat Eiding, and Absolutely. and so I'm I'm really happy for the Philadelphia FLCO. Absolutely. Well, listen, Wendell, we really appreciate your time. Obviously, we love having you on the broadcast. I know we're going to have you on for a series of shows in the coming weeks. So we appreciate it, my friend. Take care, everyone. Um, happy New Year, and and thanks for for having me on tonight. Awesome. Our pleasure. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. I want to thank Mark Lynch, business manager, IBEW Local 98. And of course, Wendell Young, the fourth business, uh, president, United Food and, and Commercial Workers Local 1776. And of course, I want to thank Sean back in the studio for Joe Krause. I'm Joe Doherty. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey.